Good morning. It's Farah. You are listening to Face the Fearless, and it is 8.17 in the morning on Wednesday, September 15th. if it's apparent for anyone else but this really feels like the time of year that embodies the the archetype of Persephone you know she spends half the year above ground tending to all of the plants and you know the harvest and all of that and the other half of the year in the underworld with I believe it was is it Hades um it's been a while since I've brushed up on my Greek mythology knowledge. So I'm about almost two weeks in to being 24. And <laughs> even just saying that, I'm laughing in my head because 24 is actually still like you're young you have so much more life left to live it's nowhere near over like absolutely not I hope it's not but I don't I have a feeling I'm sticking around for a while yet Well, two things. When I was 15 years old, I didn't even think I was going to make it to 21. And the second thing is, even though I am only 24 now, there is a large part of me that struggles every single day, wondering, why don't I have it all? I think... A lot of that comes from I know how much potential I have, yet my triple Virgo archetype kicks in. Sun, moon, and rising, I know. That's a heavy load there. <laughs> um, and it's the perfectionist, the over-analytical, the, 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 the chaotic amount of energy spent on worrying about the outcome instead of actually like doing doing the damn thing I think I worry too much actually I, I know I worry too much um, it's probably the the most general thing anyone could ever say about me is I worry quite a bit. And it's funny, it's like the people who don't even really know me. <laughs> it's like the most obvious thing. Um, you know, and I can complain about it. It's like, well, I care. I just care so much. I think that's like a surface statement. Truly. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, I don't, I don't have a lot of, um, trust or 
a security in the fact that what is meant to be will be mine and what is meant to leave will fall away. I filled out this questionnaire for my job um, because it, I, it didn't even I didn't even realize it but I'm coming up on my three month mark of working for this place and you know they're starting to make me business cards and put me on the website and all these things and there were all these questions they're actually really cool questions um, one of them was what would you do if you lived in an alternate dimension and I wrote like a paragraph about what I would do um, being on the, the basically the universal um, assessment you know team where I would love to document and observe what goes on and write about it and share the knowledge and like be able to like pop in and out and do like interviews with people like I really I went above and beyond on that question and then I realized there were like 30 or so questions on there I realized at the very end <laughs> I was only supposed to answer six of them but I answered all 30 <laughs> because like well why not um um, I, uh, I think there's something about this whole, you know, I have to do everything right. I have to do it all perfect. That really gets in my way of actually getting things done. So in the last 24 hours, I've begun to be a little bit more serious about my dreams and the things that I want. You know, instead of just kind of like sitting here in this hopeless state of, well, like, what if I can't do it? Or what if that's not what I'm supposed to do? Or what if everybody's going to judge me because this is what I want to do? Or what if the world deems me as unworthy or whatever? I just feel like, well, right now I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. And I picked it all back up and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of missed the whole point. It's it's not necessarily about doing anything in life for the accolades, you know, like the applause, none of that. You do things that you want to do because they make you feel good and they make you feel like you. So studying astrology and continuing to further advance myself on my spiritual journey and connecting with those that I care about and realizing that all of it intertwines and pushes me further along down the path. One of the questions on the questionnaire was, what are three words to describe yourself now? And then the following question was, what are three words that you would describe yourself in the future? So I thought about that for a minute and I could have taken it, you know, uh, negatively. I actually had to sit there for a second and put 
my criticism down. And as soon as I did that, what started echoing in my brain was all the things that everybody else has told me that I am. Both good and bad. And it was funny because um, when I was younger, I got called crazy a lot. You know, for a multitude, (laughs) a million reasons. And I forgot one word that people used to always use to describe me until it was told to me yesterday by someone close to me. And that is that I'm very demanding. And I just laughed. Like I laughed because it hurt, but it was so true. It was, oh my God, it was just one of those moments where you're like, wow. And this person, they didn't even mean it in a bad way. It was just... It was just a joking moment, but it really, it it struck a chord. I was like, wow, I really am demanding. And I'm demanding for all the wrong things. You know, like I, I demand this perfection. I demand these high standards. I demand this acceptance. And I, I put that down. And then I realized what I actually really am. Not who people think I am, not what I've been told I am, but to the core of who I am. And I was finally able to answer the question, which is, I think of myself as analytical, expansive, and flourishing. I use my brain all the time. You know, I, I'm always thinking. Whenever someone's talking to me, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm listening and I'm thinking. Like, all parts of my brain are working at once. It's very exhausting. It makes interacting with people, um, I don't want to say a chore, but it is, you know, it's, it's hard for me to invest time in people. Um, so the people that I do keep close understand on a very deep level that I need time to, to be alone. And for a while, that alone period really felt like a punishment until I realized, like, no, that's just something I need. And then the following question was three words to describe me as I'd like to be in the future. And that one actually made me tear up a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, like, do I even know what I want to be? And then I calmed down. I did some breathing and was like, okay. Well, I am working towards being the me I want to be. The words I wrote down were content, secure, and unapologetic. Because contentment means that no matter what I have right now, no matter what I'm looking at, no matter what goes on in my life, it's okay. I know I'm going to get through it. I know that it's meant to be mine and all these things. Secure, I mean, I've had the most turbulent, oh my God, just lifetime most most significantly the last two years um just so many whirlwinds of intensity and change and endings and beginnings and so much so that I I lose myself once about every three weeks um and unapologetic you know that doesn't mean you get the right to be like a fucking asshole 
I mean, there's a time and place for that. Um, but it just, to me, it means, you know, like I, I am me and I'm proud to be me exactly as I am. So this morning, you know, I sit outside and I, I do my, my meditative mornings. It usually takes me about two and a half hours or so. And then I start my day with however the day looks. So this is about the time where I'm starting my day. And I realized, well, you know, one thing that I, I remember growing up in the church, it being so important to do is to pray and have gratitude and, you know, reverence for God and all that. And I was asking Tarot this morning, you know, why is the concept of prayer and God and, you know, all of this, the, the source, the, the universal law, the, all of these things, why is that so scary to me? Why do I feel like I'm not deserving of being involved in that sort of thing, you know? And it came through that a lot of it has to come, it, a lot of it comes from my own sense of a poor, poor judgment towards myself. Sorry, I've been really bad about drinking water. Um, <laughs> um, I know when my body's dehydrated because everything just feels a little bit more heavy. Um, anyway, the poor judgment comes from, I don't feel like I'm worthy or deserving of even being in the presence of God, because if God knows everything and God sees all and knows me and sees me and all of that, like, why would it want to know me? <laughs> why? You know, I'm, I'm just, there's other people out there who are cooler, who are smarter, who are more brilliant that deserve God's time than I do and then I was very not so gently reminded that we are all one okay story time so in the last uh In the last two years, a lot of my, um, my passion, my, my interests, my, my drive has circulated around the loss of self. Like just, I don't even know how else to describe it. Just like, how far do I have to go? into the depths of darkness to become nothing so then I can be at peace with everything. And that, that, that act of wanting to lose myself came in many stages. Um, in 2018, I tried to get my life in order and I think I was just so low in my self-esteem and, you know, confidence. Everybody was so supportive of my decision to go back to school, yet I was alone and I was dating my first boyfriend from high school again. Like, I just, I wasn't, 
I didn't have anyone I could trust really. And I was just so empty. And I filled that void with the dumbest of things. And I ended up dropping out of school after about three weeks. Cause it just, it didn't feel right at the time. Um, and then that, that choice catapulted me into the life of absolute chaos that was 2019. And I see why now I really, I really do. It's, it's about as clear as the blue sky above me. Um, I had a lot of lessons I needed to learn and I am a very, very incredibly fast learner. So I took them all on at once and I made myself a little crazy in the process. Um, but the, all of this is to say I discovered um, EDM, electronic dance music, towards the end of 2018. And the place I was working at, at the beginning of 2019, you know, we all bonded over our love for music. And New Year's rolled around, and I went to my first, like, rave festival type thing. It was an all-day thing up in, up in the next state over. And there's something that's very dangerous about being exposed to um, losing yourself in the wrong ways. And, uh, now fast forward to last weekend, I went to another festival as a birthday gift to myself because it was my favorite artist playing and I just... For a lot of reasons, I wanted to go. Um, with the current state of the world, I worry that someday we may not have the freedom to choose what we want to do or where we want to go. And so if this was my last chance, this felt like the, the perfect memorial, so to speak. Um, and I had a lot of worries going into the show. Um, first thing is in the in the EDM community within your state and the state surrounding you you run into a lot of people you know whether you've met them in passing or you know them online or they're old friends old relationship partners all these things because the community is very small and everybody knows everything you know it's a lot like your hometown if you grew up somewhere small um, so I was worried that I would run in to people that I knew, that knew the old version of me. And of course, the classic thing of overthinkers manifest the thing, thing they overthink about happened. I did run into those people. Um, <laughs> and it, it snapped off a piece of my heart that was just lingering there waiting for the final break and it happened and everybody has that one person where it didn't work out 
and you weren't the right person then and they weren't the right person and it was just two people at the wrong place at the wrong time falling in love and it's you know every person that you meet everybody who comes into your life they serve a purpose and it finally it finally clicked for me this morning and yesterday but mostly this morning you know, I'm watching all of the the changes in the season. It's about that time, you know, it's middle of September. So the wind, the breeze has become colder. And when the wind rustles the trees, the leaves start to fall and the sunlight looks different. And, you know, we're dressing warmer and all these things. And then I realized that that person that I ran into, the Aries, that was the closing chapter of that season of my life. Because I love to reread past pages of my story. Because I am beyond afraid of the journey that follows those pages. That's why I'm so analytical, is it's familiar and comfortable for me to revisit the past. Because I know what happened. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens in an hour, in a day, a week, a month, a year. I don't know. But I do know what happened a day, an hour, a week, you know, a year ago. I know all of that because it's already happened. And so I was just getting off of the dance floor after the first set and we crossed paths. And there was that moment, that second that we locked eyes and it's like you can feel that electricity, that, that, mag like that magnet, just like, oh, that's somebody I knew, that's somebody I loved, that's somebody, that is somebody to me. It's different than when you lock eyes with a stranger. That's almost a little bit, you know, um, I guess depending on the look that that stranger gives you, you know, it's different. If, when it's somebody that you know and you share history with, that look that you guys exchange is, is different. Um, and instinctively, I just started walking towards him. And our paths met for a second. And I opened my mouth to say something and he said, don't. And I felt that last piece finally chip. And I watched him walk away. I think I said something stupid like, okay, have a nice day. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, <laughs> I always say dumb shit like that. Um, and it hit me. That time in my life is over. It's, it's over. It's done. It's a very absolutist, actually, now that I think about it, statement. You know, I don't know what could happen in the future. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, in that moment, it just felt like you know it's that book closing 
just, it's, it's done. And it took me um, talking to my sister in order to fully process, like, well, what he did there was actually pretty miraculous for the first time in all the years of me knowing him. He set a boundary. And not only did he set a boundary, but I respected it. I continued walking. I didn't chase after him. I didn't hunt him down. None of that. <laughs> we both grew. And yeah, sometimes when you grow with someone, that means you grow apart. Oh, God, that sucks sometimes. It's funny because this artist is literally the only thing we had in common. You know, he's, he's the type that is very content with what he sees. The world around him is absolutely real. There is no um, questioning or curiosity there. It's just contentment with what is there. And I'm the complete opposite. I always have been. I always will be. Um, and so that interaction for just a second it changed my life and I'm grateful for it that's the crazy part is even just two months ago I would have been absolutely debilitated empty questioning my entire life already planning on you know hitting the self-destruct button and running around like a chicken with her head cut off just fucking you know like eject it would be the parachute and the parachute would land me in yet another wasteland and um You know, I forget, and I really, you know, it's silly. Because I've been a very emotional, very tapped-in individual ever since I was born. But I forget that by being this way, feeling so tapped into the collective, and being an empath, being an intuitive, all of that, um, I didn't realize that I took so much home with me from that show you know I kept thinking like wow it's like a graveyard all these people we share a love for music we come here to this beautiful place and we put the pain down and we forget everything that life has thrown at us just so we can focus on the feeling that music gives us the artistry the, communi the community you know all of that and um, I took a lot of that grief and despair home with me. And so I learned through my sister the practice of return to rightful owner. And after I did that, a I've done it a couple times since I had that conversation with her two days ago. Um, I realized what 
part of it was still mine. And it was, here we go, cycle all the way back, right? Okay, here we go. It was me demanding the answers, the experience, the expectation that I wanted. And that it had nothing to do with him in the first place. It could have been anything. We could replace the Aries with a job, with, you know, with an environment, with anything. And I would have had the same response. It had nothing to do with him. And that's just like, whoa, dude, like, what a relief. <laughs> and, um, so towards the end of the night, there was this song that was playing. Uh, it was actually, you know, it's funny. I say this is my favorite artist and I didn't even know that this one was his song. You know, it's funny. Um, um, it's called lose myself. And the lyrics were, I want to lose myself beside you. And you know, like that could mean to some people, you know, the act of falling so deep in love that you just, you know, you lose who you are and the other person and all that, you know, fairy tale crap. But to me, it was like, wow, I, I have to dissolve all of me into, into everything and into nothing. Into source itself into God, into the creator, into all of that. And that's how you find who you really are. And it was funny, I wasn't really able to cry while I was there. It was all the tears that followed after coming home. I just... I finally feel clean. And so now, the goal, the, the driving force, the, the fire within me, is really focused on, okay, so I can worry so much about what other people think I should be doing, or what the world says I should be doing, or, you know, all these different things. It's like, what do I want to be doing? And more importantly, why am I doing it? Well, I sit here and I press record because I want to put my voice out there as a documentation of authenticity. I study astrology and find so much passion for it because it explains the energetic mechanism that I feel so strongly every single day that takes place around me, within me, outside of me, beyond me, before me, all of the things. I crave connection and cherish the people in my life because community is an inherent right of being human. And for so long I spent years 
stupid years thinking I was better off alone because then I would hurt less. I would hurt less people and I would hurt myself less if I was just a lone wolf. I wish I could go back to that 15-year-old and say, it is so much more important to love yourself, to love others, to love this life, to love, just to love, period, than to hate. I was reminded that we can only know hate because we know love so well. So what do I do with all this? What's, what's next? Well, I've decided that it's, it's time to take things a little bit more seriously. So stop letting the procrastination of being perfect prevent me from fulfilling my purpose. Just start doing it every day. Even if it's just five minutes of looking up the daily transits or, you know, revisiting some material that I wrote down in my journal a month ago or whatever it is. Like, just keep going. Because even an inch, moving an inch is still further than where you first started. I'm accepting the flow. There are some days that I have an extreme high amount of energy and I get a bunch of stuff done. And then there are days where I need to sleep in and take a nap and do nothing and be <laughs> still full. My sister taught me that word. That's awesome. I like that word a lot. Um, and remember that everything that I do, each moment that I breathe... I am walking one step closer and closer every day to achieving my dreams. And maybe, just maybe, they'll change along the way and surprise me and serve me in an even more deeper and more profound, higher potential sort of vision that I didn't even know I had. So... To tie this all back again, so we're going to do a, um, an infinity loop here, figure eight. If we think about music and what resonates with you, what lyrics do you keep in your head, what song would you sing? It's all a vibration. It's all energy. So if you love all of those heartbreaking songs, the ones about, you know, losing the thing or you know something walking away the sadness the anger the whatever like that's what your your inner realm is singing to you versus if you love the songs that take you on a journey you love the songs that take your um take your heart to a place of wonder then that's the song your soul is singing to you. 
everything we do, everything we think, everything we listen to, everything we absorb plays a part in our experience. You know, the music I used to listen to 10 years ago um, was very angry, was very sad. It was very, you know, victim-y. Like, why did this happen to me? And now it's like the... Now the things that inspire me are the kind of the, the kind of songs that take you elsewhere. <laughs> there was this quote I used to love that went something along the lines of my soul is not from here, it is from elsewhere. And yet I still do not know where, but I tend I intend to end up there. That's the path I'm walking down right now. Sing to yourself. A song of, of joy, of persistence, of strength, and of courage. And when you need to, sing a song of sorrow, of loss, of anger. And remember, at any moment, you can change the track. So stay in that space as long as you need. Whether it be two years, two months two seconds and keep dancing and keep singing and keep going I choose to see this life as a gift that I have the honor of being here in the craziest reality that I can remember at least where <sighs> it's indescribable the way that you learn lessons and the way that you grow here it's liberating Maybe that's why the stories of Greek mythology and, you know, archetypal roles and all these things mean so much to us is we all resonate with it in some way. There's so much wonder still left here, even if everything feels so turbulent. Because even a storm is still beautiful. Even the rain has a purpose. The downpour. It reaches through the ground into the soil to the roots. It covers every inch of the land. 
with crystal clear raindrops that once the sun shines emits little orbs and crystals of light everywhere and you know like it makes the rain worth it it's very easy to fall into the trap of being hurt by all of the pain grieve for it accept it see it for what it is and remind yourself that it is there to empower you and everything you're doing right now your future self is looking back at you it's the oversoul I meant to say in the last podcast not outer soul over soul looks upon you and smiles is beyond proud there's so much more going on in our lives than just the annoyances and the frustrations and the petty little piss ant things you know just there's so much more and that's the funny thing about life is it never stops it continues on the sun will always rise that's why the seasons changing is actually a really beautiful thing Because it reminds you that really nothing is permanent, not even sorrow. Having big dreams, having desires, having wishes, it's the perfect opportunity to transcend perfection. How many times, how many times did people have to go through the trial and error period before their final creation was complete? And that's the, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but that's the struggle, some um, downside of social media and, you know, this virtual world that we are so enmeshed in. Companies don't put out on their website, you know, prototype one, two, three, they put out the finished product. And, um, it's, it's valid and actually quite beautiful to be in those beginning stages.
So if you're in the beginning or if you're in the ending, more is coming. More will always follow. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> Just enjoy it. Enjoy every moment. And just wait and see. If you focus a lot on a bad outcome, if you focus a lot on all the bad feelings, you just stay stuck longer. Sometimes you need to stay stuck, though. Because... <laughs> like the caterpillar, it needs to struggle, it needs to fight its way out, so it has the strength to fly. <laughs> this has been Farah with Face the Fearless. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time.